0: Welcome back to Season 3 of the Digital Orthopedics Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Stefano Bini. In this series of podcasts, we are highlighting the best presentations from the January 2020 San Francisco Digital Orthopedics Conference, otherwise known as DocSF, presented in partnership with UCSF's Department of Orthopedic Surgery, and the November 2019 DocSF Berlin Conference presented in partnership with Frontiers Health. In this episode 20 of season three, we invited our friends from Healthware International to share the DocSF stage. Healthware International is a consulting firm with expertise in launching and implementing digital health solutions in Europe and across the globe. So it was fitting that the title of their segment would be a leader's roadmap to digital health. Join us on the DocSF stage for the first presentation delivered by Kristen Mulbern.
1: What we are going to do now is to talk about how to basically successfully design for transformation okay so what could be practical avenues to foster digital transformation in a way that is effective sustainable and can hopefully would answer to real you know kind of people needs so the session will be focusing on these two parts we will have here two great team members that i enjoy having in uh, in my team so kristen Milver. Please Kristen, take the stage. She is a global head of digital and Partnerships focusing on how to connect startups with uh, uh, big corporations, among other things, have the focus on business model and processes. And Jerry Killet, who leads Healthware Labs. Healthware Labs is our innovation management division, so the part of our group that works really in the ecosystem at the, the intersection of innovators and established companies.
0: Now, you may have said this, and everybody will be audience here, but we are recording this for a podcast. Can you tell us a can you send sentences about Healthware International?
1: Sure. Healthware Actually Group, Healthware International is our uh, marketing and and communication arm, is a What we like to design Next Generation Consultancy, it's a group of companies that focuses on the transformation of healthcare across the various areas where technology can add value. So Healthway International focuses on uh, marketing communication transformation and uh, the other piece of the organization, mainly on digital health and how those solutions can be brought into practice. So we are a a partner for small organization, big organization, life sciences and hospitals to Basically, figure out how they can reinvent themselves into this transforming world. That's probably an accurate definition of what we do.
0: Fantastic. And we're now going to get an example of what you guys do. So thank you for that. Absolutely. And we'll pass over the, our customer experts.
2: Okay,
1: so, very briefly, I'm, I'm Jerry Kile, General Partner of Healthware Labs. We're gonna try to make this interactive. Of course, the setting is a a big awkward for it, quite honestly, but we will take you through our process, our thinking, how we work with our clients. Kristen will lead that part. And then really our hope is by the end of this session, you will take something back with you to really think about coming up with innovative solutions, but in a very different angle and mindset that probably a lot of the conversations that have happened up to now. So Kristen, please take it away.
2: We're just gonna briefly touch on the overall digital landscape, what's happening, what's affecting consumer behavior. Then we'll take you through how we approach innovation design. And then we have one area where we wanna dive deep and Jerry's gonna talk about that, that we think cuts across all different areas of innovation. So first of all, we all know digital is just the fabric of life. I mean, I'm sure everyone here probably has three or four different devices on them. The the human-to-device ratio in this room is not in our favor, Um, and that's only going to increase as time goes on. And we're also collecting massive amounts of data. As someone said earlier, earlier data is the new crude oil. It is being collected at a at a rapid rate, and biometric data, especially, is starting to grow in the form of you know Fitbits, collecting how long we sleep, what our heart rate is, et cetera. And companies are recognizing this. You may have heard just recently, Google bought Fitbit. They're very interested in that crude oil and starting to make something of it and start to monetize how they can use it and as technology evolves we've gone from desktops we've got to you know mobile devices to wearables to embeddables and even to where technology is becoming invisible with the use of voice technology alexa in the home it almost gets dematerialized you don't need the alexa which by the way is actually hipaa compliant someone mentioned it earlier, they got HIPAA compliance earlier this year. I know Google is working towards that as well. And so these are things that people are using in their homes and they're becoming very comfortable with these technologies. And the expectation is that it's not just gonna be in this area of my life, but in every area, including healthcare. So it's important that we do see what's happening in the general consumer landscape. And when we look about all all the different factors that affect our health, Most of them are non-biological. And these are the areas where we really believe that technology can have a huge impact. And as we can see, lots of startups also believe those same things. We we see a lot of growth in all of these different areas affecting both social networks, education, et cetera. So let's talk about innovation design. What do we mean? I think Lucian kind of touched on this earlier as well. I mean, we really think about it as a balance between the novelty and the utility. We want it to be obviously useful. We don't want it to be some gratuitous use of technology for, you know, just cool sake. And we want it to solve a specific purpose or, you know, need from a, a consumer So these are kind of the four areas we really focus on. The first and the most important is the human-centered design. This is really about getting into the shoes of the people you are designing for. And I'm gonna be referring to patients throughout this, but it it could be nurses, it could be physicians. It's really just about getting in the, the shoes of the lived experience of the person that you're trying to innovate for. Strategic foresight is really a practice based on trying to identify signals or trends that are happening in society and culture that are changing the way we view things and and keeping a pulse on that and recognizing that, again, if they are doing this in travel, for example, with pre-check, you know, people are very used to using their mobile phones and checking in for their flights from their Uber on the way to the airport. You know, people are gonna wanna do that at healthcare institutions as well. They're gonna wanna be able to check in from their phone and be notified if things are running late. And it's just, it's just an expectation that's being built, being able to reserve uh, dinner reservations and you get a text, if it's late, why can't that happen? In healthcare, people are going to expect that. Digital ecosystem partnerships, I mean, having a pulse on what's happening, incubators. I know we're going to hear from Polina at Startup Health after this. We think it's really important that we have these networks to tap into when we're getting into the ideation phase, and I'll talk about that later. And then rapid experimentation. As Roberto just mentioned on the panel previously, it's really important that you get your Idea, whatever that is, in front of your target very quickly and in a low fidelity prototype kind of way so that you can get feedback on it because a lot of times what we see is there's a great idea and then there's like a year and a half of time where people are working on the technologists are working on this amazing thing where it's integrating stuff and and it takes like years to get it past procurement to get contracts signed to get it in the field and by then the consumers over here and it doesn't even look like anything that is of interest to them So, it's really important that we think about that. So, this is how most businesses, and I would say definitely the pharmaceutical company, looks at consumers as if it's a patient journey. And these are the only things that are affecting them. It's the awareness of whether or not they have their particular disease, when they get diagnosed, how quickly they get a script written, and then how quickly they can help get that script actually filled, and then making sure they continue to take it and then get back in to see the doctor, you know, do their overall treatment plan. But we invite you to kind of think about that a little bit differently. So instead of viewing it as like problems, you know, a typical business way is looking at the problem and then trying to come up with a solution. With human-centered design thinking, what you really want to do is like, Go deep in really understanding the lived experience of these people in their homes. And I was happy to hear someone, one of the earlier entrepreneurs was talking about how they send surveys to schools so they can get teachers' input on kids. Because this is like you're getting a full 360 understanding of that particular patient. And what you learn are problems that you didn't even know existed. At which are actually opportunities to create new and unique ways to help support them, which may not align so beautifully along your patient journey. So this is how we approach innovation design projects, so again, we go deep into understanding the human insights. We create what we call a, a knowledge kit or an open inspiration kit, which obviously if we had a different setup, that would have been something that we would like to use in a workshop setting. But within this kit, we have some core elements. So number one, we have just key facts about the disease. What is? What are we innovating around What so people can level set knowledge? Um, We're going to be talking about, we're going to have persona cards, so who are these people that are living with this condition? Opportunity areas, those areas that we identified when we were speaking to these patients in their homes and in their lives to understand what are some of these areas. And then signal cards, which are the trends, the things that we see outside of healthcare that are really becoming something that, from a consumer behavior standpoint, people are just expecting And then when you put that together in this kit and then you invite people from your digital health ecosystem to come and ideate, and again, you don't want to be ideating with the people you work with every day. You certainly don't want to keep it with just that. You want to invite outside perspectives, people again from outside healthcare that bring a diversity of thought that really helps bring ideas to life. And this is also something we see happen a lot. We have this amazing workshop and then Everyone goes away and then there's no, you know, there's no pull through because there's no actual process in place of what happens next. What we recommend is the next step is really about prioritizing those ideas with a smaller team, like people that are gonna be actively working on bringing that innovation to life. And that team is gonna be looking at it you know, based on how, how is this gonna impact on the patient? And then will it have a, a significant business impact? And then once you identify which of those are the most meaningful from both of those perspectives, then you wanna quickly create again like a low fidelity prototype and get that back in front of the people that you're developing for to get input and then move along.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of season three of the Digital Orthopedics Podcast and that you heard something that will trigger your curiosity and advance your digital journey. Many of the examples we bring you are outside of orthopedics, but the technologies and solutions we present are all eminently translatable to musculoskeletal care. Please consider giving us a review on your podcast platform so other people can find us. More importantly, tell a friend about our amazing community. We look forward to sharing the next episode with you. I am your host, Stefan Bini, founder and chair of both the Digital Orthopedics Conference San Francisco and this, the Digital Orthopedics Podcast.